What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of This Is The Show, our Mandalorian after show. We're talking about chapter 14, the tragedy today. And as always, uh, myself and Molly are here. Today we have two guests I'm so excited to have with the show. Uh, first, he is my upcoming competitor in the Schmodown. He's with First Cut. It is Andres Ace Cabrera. And with Entertainment Tonight and just like the queen of Star Wars Twitter, it is Ash Crossan. Oh my Welcome. goodness. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> both of intro. you. How are you? What an intro. Yeah, that's kind of hard to top, no matter what. (laughs) Uh, Well, we are going to talk about Chapter 14 for about half an hour here, and then we're going to get into your questions. Uh, We're going to take them from chat. If you want to get them in the queue right now, uh, you can do them through Super Chat, and we'll start answering them in about half an hour. But I would love to just ask everyone, how how did you feel about this episode, yay or nay? Uh, Ash, let's start with you. Uh, I'm going yay. I know people are like, it was felt a little fan filmy, whatever. Inject that fan service stuff into my veins right now. I need that serotonin. I loved everything about this show. The Tython thing that was mentioned like last episode, I was like, okay, we'll get there by the end of the season. No, we got there right now, immediately. Like last season, I got really used to that, like kind of Saturday morning cartoon thing they were doing, like wasn't really moving forward. And at the end we got the dark saber and I was like, oh my God. It's just getting, it's just picking up speed like crazy. I'm loving it. I'm so happy. How do you feel, Ace? (laughs) (laughs) Same. Every time I think the the next episode is my favorite, like the Bo-Katan episode, I was like, that's my favorite. And then Ahsoka, I'm like, that's my favorite. And I'm like, ooh, this might be my favorite. Uh, (laughs) I I feel like they're stepping up the action. They're stepping up the direction. Obviously, we're going to have to talk about Robert Rodriguez eventually. Uh, but I feel like this is definitely one of the best directed ones. I, I really feel like the Bryce Dallas Howard was really want, really well directed as well. Um, but this one was just a lot of fun, really short, really quick. It's just like a like a like the plot was was so well done, but it was so short versus the action, which was like a good 20, 25 minutes long. Uh, really well balanced in a way. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I really did. I love the chaotic. Um, I love the chaotic episode lengths. Like it's just so fun, <laughs> yeah, and I love it. <laughs> love I, I think that's a great like asset to just the streaming world of like, oh, they don't have to all be twenty-two or forty-four minutes. It's mm-hmm. just whatever it needs to be. Uh, Molly, what did you think? Uh, I I loved it. Um, I agree with pretty much everything. Loved all the action. Um, Grogu being taken at the end. Just, I, my heart hurts and it still does and i i told alex uh shortly after i woke up from a nap after watching the episode i was like is he okay though is he gonna be okay i just don't know but aside from from the sad end and the death of the freaking razor crest oh my god um it the episode was awesome i was like audibly giggling at times when i was just like whatever I'm watching is just like so fun. <laughs> That's I, I feel like people might wind up yelling at me for how much I liked this one where last week Ooh. I was like, I don't know. I have some reservations <laughs> and like people were not happy with me. And this one, I was just like, I love this. And it was, it's the same kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm a big old hypocrite. Don't listen to me. Knows <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing about I, Star Wars. No, I don't. Um, 
Ash, I totally agree with you about just how they jumped right into Tython. I'm so glad they did that. Uh, what what was everyone's maybe like favorite part? I think we might all have the same one, but just seeing Boba Fett look at the Razor Crest and you're like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna get that armor, and then he has his like you know hero moment where he drops down in it. I started, I just burst into tears, like. Uh, I, I feel like my favorite moment is Din laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that really surprised chuckle. me. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. Just him just being like, hey, Grogu. Ah, ah, Grogu. Ah. And he just <laughs> yeah. kept doing it just to be like, he's reacting to me. And he actually got a good laugh out of it. Uh, I thought that was a fun moment. But yes, Boba Fett getting his armor was really cool. The action scenes, I, I really liked, you know what I really liked? I actually liked him with the, uh, was it the gaffy stick? Mm-hmm. Uh, just going off that yeah. to me was probably my favorite action of the whole bit even more than the blasters was just tomorrow morrison being the the warrior uh that we know that he is and and the action star that he is because he was actually in i'm sure i'm i'm reaching guys but he was actually in spartacus uh which is a show that is very very over the top violent slow-mo very like much like we saw in this episode and Tamar Morrison has a lot of action scenes in there, and he gets to show off his Maori uh, warrior style. And, and it was just really cool. I, I love those action scenes. I think that was my favorite part. I, since know, we're Alex, talking about him, I, I would love, Ash, could you just confirm or deny is Boba Fett daddy? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I would, I would confirm that he is indeed a daddy. Um, you know, it's funny because you were saying how you're like a like you're like, oh, I'm a hypocrite. I don't know what I'm talking about. I feel like this show consistently tells me to shut up because I'll be like, oh, like I don't really want a live action Star Wars. I don't know if they're gonna do it that well. And then it's amazing. And then I'm like, I don't want to learn Baby Yoda's name. It's not gonna be as good as Baby Yoda. And then like Grogu, and I'm like, that works. And I'm like, Boba Fett was kind of like, you know, he went down like a punk, and then he comes back and just like kicks everyone's ass. And I'm like, okay, yeah. sorry, everybody. I'm the same <laughs> way. I'm like, what, Boba Fett? Nobody wants to see Boba Fett again. And then he comes up and you're like, more Boba Fett, please. Yep. You're like, yes, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good segue to Molly. Because Molly, I mean, both of us have kind of been like anti-Boba Fett in this show. I have warmed up to it over the past two years or one year and a half. But uh, you were still on the fence. So how do you feel about it now? Yeah. I mean, we early on, we kept saying, you know, we don't want Boba Fett to burst in and overshadow everyone, which, I mean, he kind of did in this episode, and I loved it, so what do I know? <laughs> um, but I think the way that they're introducing him is really smart, and I I really wanted him to meet up with Din at some point and have that conversation about, is he a Mandalorian, is he not? Like, give him a little uh, glimpse into his background and you know he kind of did that with the armor and talking about his dad that was something that i really hoped would happen if boba fett came uh into the show and so i got that (laughs) i think the show is doing a really great job of doing these yeah like there was some fan service with boba fett but just like bo katan and ahsoka like they're coming in for a reason and Cobb vanth all these characters are coming in for a reason uh, there, there's like thematic depth to them and not just a Boba Fett comes in and kicks ass just for the sake of it, which I, I really appreciate that. But yeah. when, when we talk about Cobb Vanth right before this, we were talking, we have to bring this up. So Boba Fett mentions Cobb Vanth by name 
And I'm yeah. kind of curious, like, he he has to have known who had his armor, so why didn't he just go take it? That's my question. Like, did he see him, was like, oh, like, I kind of love him. I'm not going to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, we all did. Like, he went home and bought a cardboard cutout instead. <laughs> yeah. A t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Was he just like, oh, I'm just happy that it's on Tatooine? And then once it left, he was like, oh, I got to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that too. Like he had the slave one this whole time, but was he was he on Tatooine for this entire five years? Or like, I really am curious as to what he's been up to. I think they'll answer it, um, but right now I'm like, what what are you doing there, Boba Fett? I yeah, mean, me- oh, it's, ahead, interest- it's interesting to think that maybe he did see Cobb with his armor and what he was doing for the town. You know keeping an eye out for everybody. And maybe he was like, you know what? The armor's doing in some good there. It's, it's doing that town some good. I'll, I'll let him keep it for a while, but now he just really wants it back. <laughs> yeah. My, my only thing is like, maybe he knew of Cobb van beforehand and he didn't know that Cobb had his armor. He's like, Oh, that guy had my armor all this time. <laughs> um, but that's a reach. I'm, I'm really not sure. So he was he like tracking Mando for a while because he was obviously like standing around during the Fennec Shan thing last season. So he was just like watching him and he was like, all right. And then he followed him around and then he finally followed him to that town and then was like, oh, that guy has my armor, but he looks good That's, in it. So let me yeah. hold on for a minute. I, I wonder how long he's been tracking him or, or if he's just like, I've been tracking you, but you know, while you're on Tatooine and that's it. Or why did he start tracking him in the first place? A lot of questions, but I'm like, I guess there's this rumored uh, Boba Fett series in the works. There's also a book. We don't know what it's about. And I'm like, maybe one of those things will cover Boba Fett's five-year journey. Because he also he does seem very different uh, than he has been in the past. Like, the comics especially have shown him to be just like a murder machine. Mm-hmm. And now he's, like, got a code. And he, like, wants to help didn't get the baby back. So he he does seem like he's gone through a lot of changes. Yeah. He's become kind of a man of his word now because they made that agreement of him getting his armor back and him helping get the child back. And I, I was surprised, but really relieved that that team up happened. Like I never would have thought we were going to get a Din and Boba Fett team up of any sort, but yeah. And, and, Den doesn't have a ship now, so they're all together on the slave one, and it's like it's yeah, blowing my mind. <laughs> How many people can fit on that ship? <laughs> no, that's true. I, yeah, we might get like our best look at its interior here soon, the cargo area. But I, I that was the part that affected me the most. I think I gasped when they blew up the Razor Crest. I never would in a million years would have guessed they'd do that. After yeah. the Spider episode, I was kind of like on team burn it to the ground because they were like all in that ship. There could be eggs. I didn't like it. I was like, get rid of it. (laughs) So that's fine. So this is your fault. (laughs) Yeah. I think I manifested this. Uh, Yeah. I don't know why. And I'm probably way off. This is just me speculating. My first thought, like literally my first thought, as soon as it exploded was like, Oh, does this mean like maybe we're going to get Din having the slave one? Like if Boba Fett passes it down to Din as some sort of like apology or some sort of prize, or maybe if, if Boba Fett just decides to give it to him, 
I don't know why I imagined future seasons of The Mandalorian with Din in the Slave One with Grogu in the back. Uh, <laughs> Literally, like attack of the clones. <laughs> it's like, it's like them being like, like we wanted to make a Boba Fett show, but it it's kind of, kind of it. Yeah. at the end. They're like, can we just call you Boba Fett? They're like, yeah, all right. That's exactly what I thought. Like, he wanted a Boba Fett show. Let's introduce Boba Fett and him give the mantle of Boba Fett to the new Boba Fett, which is Din. So. Uh, I've got the art of book right here. I just started looking through it and the early, early concept art for the show, like still has baby Yoda in it, but also it's like Boba Fett holding baby Yoda. And the caption says it's because we didn't know what the Mandalorian would look like yet. And I'm kind of like, is that BS? Like, <laughs> did they want to do a Boba Fett show? And then maybe for some reason decided not to, but yeah, I had the same thought ace that maybe Boba Fett is going to retire and just be like, here, you want the ship? Like, <laughs> I know you need one. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I was like, the Slave One is honestly one of the most iconic Star Wars ships. It's my favorite Star Wars ship, if I'm being honest. Like, I screamed when I saw it last night. Uh, and I was like, oh, please give me Slave One all the time for future seasons of The Mandalorian. I think that would be amazing. I mean, if the Slave One is here, I feel like seismic charges can't be far behind. Yes. Which- <laughs> I've, I've had so many people text me that just like, Give me I would that die sound. to see another seismic charge. Yeah. Give <laughs> us the <amazing>. sound. <laughs> I wonder yes. if he would just eject them for fun just to be like, ah, oh, it sounds so cool. Yep. <laughs> I love the idea of Grogu basically being like Boba. In like, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With his like, to talk. he has a New Zealand accent for some reason. You're like, wow, Grogu has a New Zealand <laughs> accent too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't talked about Grogu at all yet. So what do no. you think was going on with him? I really loved that the way that was handled. Uh that he was like untouchable. Do you think he contacted another Jedi or did he just have a vision? Any thoughts there? Yeah, I, I think he contacted another Jedi. I, I definitely felt like that was some sort of way of letting us know that he is somehow sending a message to another Jedi, at least telepathically. Um, I think we will see that come into play maybe in the finale of somehow it's going to be a Grogu rescue with Boba, Fennec, and Din. And then all of a sudden, right when all hope is lost or right when they're losing and the uh, troopers are taking over, we see the Jedi, the new Jedi show up. Uh, I, I think I know who it is. I, I feel like it's kind of obvious, but we'll see. Uh, but I, I mean, the only obvious choice, I mean, last week we got a mention of Thrawn. We saw Ahsoka. Yeah. It has to be Ezra. <laughs> like there's it's, no other choice. I'm just wanting like, hi, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Like again. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. But I feel like Ezra just makes so much more sense. Um, as far as what we've seen so far this season, as far as how many characters from Rebels, how many characters from Clone Wars, um, I feel like literally if you just draw a dotted line, it's like Ezra is the next obvious choice as far as what we saw last from Ahsoka, what we saw last from Thrawn. Um, to me, it's Ezra. Hmm. I, I do kind of love the idea that maybe Ahsoka was like, I don't know, go to Tython and maybe he can contact a Jedi. Like maybe Ezra is lost out there, but this helps him find his way home. Hmm. Yeah, we we talked about that for the Ahsoka episode. And like, what if she sent him there on purpose? Like, 
here's a here's a good way to maybe find my friend that I've been looking for. <laughs> I was thinking this kind of too because I was like, no one's ever uncertain in Star Wars. They're never like, I don't know, like maybe try this planet and see if anyone's there. But if not, like go to this one. They're always just like, go to Tython. Yes. Get on this rock. Force project yourself, beam yourself into the satellites, and um, <laughs> somebody will come. It's like, okay. That is interesting. But like, I wonder if, I mean, someone, it, it could also be Luke. Like, I, Luke is the one that I think gets thrown around the most. And I get, until you kind of said that, Ace, I was also thinking Luke is the obvious choice just because we know he started a training temple, but it's like, don't send Grogu there. <laughs> That's yeah, just the, you can't end it that way. I can't lie. I saw so many memes last week as far as like Grogu escaped Anakin's wrath of the younglings. And I was like, wouldn't it be like kind of darkly funny if like Grogu escapes Anakin's wrath only to get killed by Anakin's grandson Ben Solo and, and Luke's Jedi <laughs> Academy? I was like, that would be morbidly dark, but kind of uh, kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, that's my first thought too was like, is this like one of like Ben Solo's victims in the Je- in Luke's Jedi temple. Like that would be kind of dark. Mm. So it'd be very dark. Yes. Yeah. Please God. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little bit hopeful that like Grogu chooses Din. I, mm. I, I really like that idea that he doesn't need a Jedi. He just wants his dad, but the, the beam up and everything definitely does make me feel like he's signaling out uh, and someone's going to hear it. But it'll be interesting to see how they handle it and how they communicate that because Grogu can't talk as far as we know. So I feel like they're going to rescue him within the next two episodes and they'll be like, okay, well, what did you see? And he'll be like, don't. He'll make those little noises. And Yeah, I, I was wondering before we saw this episode, like, how is this going to play out? Because, yeah, he can't communicate what he did or what he saw. But I wonder if we'll ever see like a what what he was seeing in his mind like i wonder if we'll see who it was that saved him from uh the temple and hid him away uh i wonder if he like spoke to a force ghost maybe it's kind of what i was i was kind of hoping for a force ghost um but yeah i don't know if we'll get to see what what he saw in that moment Uh, oh go ahead alex sorry no you go ahead ace well, well, I was going to say, going off of what you're saying, Alex, as far as like, you know, what if he chooses Din over the Jedi? I, I feel like they kind of hinted at that in the first scene, right? Where Din got frustrated as far as like, oh, crap, like you're so powerful. Like, I I can't possibly train you. There's no way. I don't know anything about the Force. You know, it kind of implies that maybe that's that's his burden is like he has to learn about the Force by teaching uh, Grogu about the Force, and he's kind of has to have that responsibility, even though he doesn't want it. He's like trying actively to get rid of that responsibility mm-hmm. of of you know taking care of Grogu and, and training him. He's like, I can't train you, you know. It has to be another Jedi. There's no way it's me. Implying that maybe that's his burden throughout the next few seasons is like training Grogu and learning about the Force. And that's if he if a Jedi comes, it's like if he gives the baby up, that's the end of the series, in my opinion. Like, that's the emotional core. Uh, Also, a lot of stuff, like, in season one, where in chapter four, he's, like, willing to leave the baby there, and he's like, my life is no life for a kid's. I see the 
long term of this series being about him realizing that he has to change how he operates. Uh, he can't bring the child around so much violence all the time. Uh, he has to change his lifestyle for his son. So yeah, like I'm hoping by the end of this season, he views the child Grogu as uh, his son instead of just like a quest. Cause every mm-hmm. episode he's like, he's my quest. I'm quested to do this and that. But mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole opening scene is like he's basically talking, trying to talk himself out of him, like holding on to Grogu. He's like, okay, this is what's going to happen, and and you just gotta, you just gotta go with him. And it's he's like talking himself through the process almost for his own good, and he's just like, yep, that's don't don't you want to learn more of that Jedi stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Grogu's like. Man, like, whatever. <laughs> I'm having fun. That's that. That first scene was very good. It's just full on dad mode of like, yeah, playing catch together. They're just basically for a bit. playing catch. Yeah, Ugh. it's so cute. Um, let's see. I, I want to talk about Finnick Shand. Super yes. glad she's still alive and Finn. kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, you seem excited about that. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like we knew. Like most people speculated that she was still alive. Um. And as soon as like, he was like, my, I forget what he says. He's like, somebody is here and has their sights on you or whatever. I was like, it's Fennec Shand. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. It's her. You don't cast, you don't cast, you mm-hmm. know, when, and just have her on one episode. You just don't do it. And now they're like teamed up. And I'm like, is this going to be the squad? Is this everything I've ever needed? Yes. <laughs> I'm, uh, yep. I want this to be the, go- I want this to be the group. Uh, I, I burst out laughing, but I definitely love that she just has a robot stomach now. Like, that's all it was. How do you survive? <laughs> robot stuff. Like, okay. It's and so goofy in Star Wars. <laughs> I assume Boba Fett has, like, a, a workshop on Tatooine and a bunch of spare parts. <laughs> we were joking earlier that he, he must have taken her to Dr. Mandibles. Yeah. Like, mm. that's <laughs> he is a doctor. Yeah. That's my headcanon. <laughs> I wonder if I don't know anything about this possible Boba Fett series, if it's even real, but like the idea that maybe they team up for that series. Uh, we were talking with the Imperial Senate podcast earlier today, and they were like, they're very much like Django Fett and Sam Wessel. And I was like, that's a really good point. Yeah, you she was giving me big Sam Wessel vibes with the the helmet and like the big long gun and everything. I don't know if that was like a thing that they meant to do, but I was, I was here for it. She was amazing. And like that, that moment where she dives backwards shooting in the air, I was like clapping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to talk about Robert Rodriguez in the direction. And I want to talk about uh, what Ash said, the the crew, who do we think the crew is going to be? But I think Robert Rodriguez did a really great job where this does have like a lot of kind of fan film elements to it of just like being shot outside in broad daylight. But I think he elevated it and brought a lot to it. It felt very kind of grindhouse to me and I, I loved it. So uh, Andres, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I really do feel like it's minor things, but you could kind of tell as far as experienced directors, especially someone like Robert Rodriguez, who has done massive films like Alita Battle Angel, for example. That's a $200 million film. And you could tell he knows his way around action. He knows his way around cameras. Uh, one thing I noted, too, and, and I have to give a shout out to um, Kevin Smith's uh, DP is actually the one who 
uh, was a cinematographer for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his name, but I looked it up last night just because I was curious who the DP was because I'm I'm a nerd and I look up that stuff. Um, but that's who it was who uh, shot this episode as well. So it was that collaboration between the two of them. But I do feel like there is a noteworthy direction to every episode. And that's why Bryce Dallas Howard's episode really stood out to me. Uh, but this one stood out to me as well because you can tell what well-directed action is. And I felt like that's what stood out the most in these scenes for me. Yeah. I mean, all those shots of uh, Boba Fett fighting like before he had the helmet, It's there's like close-ups on the weapon, close-ups on his face. He just like had this kind of crazy look in his <laughs> eyes. Ugh, it was amazing seeing him take down the stormtroopers it, it made me think of the armor like smashing the stormtrooper helmets and then just like crumbling apart um yeah it's so good i i was just noticing that so when i make a video i like go through and i just take out a bunch of screenshots bunch of frames that i think look good and i took probably more frames from this episode than like some of the long ones where i was just like every shot looks good and like i could use this in a video so i think that's just a testament of what he did yeah uh, i feel like the reason it felt fan fan filmy is like you talked about like it outside broad daylight it just i think the location was just so like it looked right like it was right outside of la that it was hard to be like oh this is like some other planet like i was like oh they're on earth yeah but i think that's the only reason that it felt that way like i it if you kind of separate that it was such a good episode Mm -hmm. i totally agreed uh, so as we get to the end of the episode, um, we go back to Navarro and <laughs> Din wants to look up Mayfeld, who I, I was kind of like, really him? But it looks like we're doing kind of what we did in season one, where the last two episodes, like we put the squad together and we're going to protect this baby, except now we have to go rescue him. So, uh, yeah, who do we Ash? Who do you want to see on the squad? Oh, my gosh. Um, OK, well, obviously. Fennec Shan, Boba Fett. I guess we're gonna get Bill Burr. It's like an encore for the um, <laughs> the original uh, guest stars. Um, you know, just bring Horatio Sands back. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to at all. They just drag him along. What's that guy's name again? I can't remember. They just call him the Mithril. Yeah, really? they just. Yeah, it's kind of mean. Yeah, <laughs> Peggy. <laughs> yeah. And Mithril. Um, you have to think more about who else I want on. Uh, I, I think that's it, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I think that's a good squad. That's a good three. Uh, if it's just Boba, Fennec, and Din, uh, and obviously Mayfeld. But I feel like Mayfeld would just be there just for info and for intel. I don't think he'll necessarily be there to be a part of the action. Um, one note that I have is I thought it was hysterical when she was like, yeah, this guy's a piece of work. Look what he did. And he's just like, yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> As if like, I was like, didn't you help him do all that? Yeah. Like, Oh, I've never met him before, but uh... like, yeah, this guy sucks. Right. Oh yeah, totally. He's, he's trash. Um, even though he was like an active participant in all the crimes that he did, or That's at least the point. crime that she mentioned. Uh, I thought that was a funny moment, but uh, yeah, I, I think those would be the three. If I'm being honest guys, and I know I'm probably breaking the mold, but this is what I do. Um, I, I honestly got vibes of like, I don't know if Boba and Fennec are going to make it at the end of the season. I could see a scenario where they get destroyed by dark troopers or 
somehow Moff Gideon beats them or something like that, where it's an easier way for Din to get the slave one for characters to be lost that are beloved characters to have that emotional loss. And I was like, Ooh, I could see Fennec and Boba kind of biting it uh, by the end of the season. Uh, but that's the vibe I got just as far as like the final mission type vibe where we're not going to have the whole crew survive at the end. Yeah. What an emotional roller coaster that would be to like bring them back for such an amazing episode. And then one or two episodes later, they're, yeah. they're gone. I mean, if that if that Boba Fett series is supposed to come out before the Mandalorians season three, they could like emotionally prep us for that. But yeah, it does feel like uh, let's bring Boba Fett back so he can go out not like a punk and uh, have something worthy. Something I really like is that the Jango Fett comics, he talks about how he wanted a son because he wanted like someone to keep his legacy going. And it would be really cool if Boba Fett had like a heroic legacy at the end. Uh, if he does die instead of just falling into a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Din can be that legacy, right? Where he passes down the slave one, where he passes down the idea of like fatherhood between him and Grogu uh, kind of shadowy and Django and Boba. I, I feel like there's a way for, for that to work as far as Boba just kind of not making it through the end of the season. Sorry, Boba. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how Bo-Katan's going to play into That's, the rest I of I really this. hope we see uh, more Bo-Katan. I, I know she wants that Darksaber. And right. I, I hope we get to see her again. If she's part of the team up, great. Um, but I, like Katie Sackhoff had said in a couple of different interviews uh, that... Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> I couldn't tell she was frozen or just sitting very still. That... <laughs> <laughs> um, that the character of Bo-Katan at this point is like, she's so obsessed about getting that dark saber back that that might be detrimental to the character and what happens to her. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's a good point. Bringing Bo-Katan in for the last couple episodes at like having a chance to get the dark saber. Uh, uh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, can... that's what I want. I was gone for a mm-hmm. second, but that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that that can throw a wrench in things. And I also, like, as iffy as I am about Mayfeld, and, like, I, I'm kind of like, oh, does that mean Berg and Shion are coming back, too? Uh, they, they're wild cards. So they might be helpful, but also you don't know what they're going to do, so it's going to keep us all on our toes. I feel like there's a reason why he's picking Mayfeld like maybe they he knows that he has certain connections he's a former imperial so yeah he certainly might but with that let's start getting into some fan questions Daniel Orton thanks so much for your super chat and question feel like Din's reaction to Grogu's capture could have been a lot more emotional enjoyed the episode but wanted to really feel that gut punch I thought it was fine all around like I, I felt like he was pretty hopeless watching him fly away and then to have his ship blown up too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even with the helmet on, I, I thought it was pretty emotional. Maybe he was just like in shock or something, but I yeah. kind of agree. Like he was just like having a casual conversation after that. And I was like, <laughs> you just lost your son <laughs> and your ship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was appropriately emotional, but again, I don't know if you guys saw the fan art after that episode there's there's the fan not the fan art the uh the concept art i'm sorry yeah. mm. um 
in the in the ending credits where you see the the concept art of the dark troopers taking uh grogu away and mm -hmm. his face i don't know if you guys saw that but his face is like oh, yeah, in yeah. tears like flying from mm. his face and grogu is like in so much pain and like crying um as he's being like flown away from din and i was like that is i'm so glad they didn't do that yeah <laughs> that would have been so dark to see like grogu cry tears there we go uh, there it is oh yeah. <laughs> if you zoom in on his face you could see him like actually crying and i was like that would be uh, i'm glad they didn't make it that yeah. emotional uh that would have been a lot for me to handle uh By the but, way, uh, yeah go ahead was boba fett gonna just like kill the child like he was like he was going up there and Fanny Shan was like, oh, wait, um, just stand down on the uh, shooting everybody to the ground thing. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, Fennec had, a, Fennec had a sniper shot on him. <laughs> so like, maybe. <laughs> but maybe he just didn't know that they had the baby. Because Fennec okay. was like, they, they have the child, don't shoot. And he was like, oh, gotcha. He's not, um, I mean, he's not the biggest fan of Force users, I feel like. Yeah. Well... I think that, yeah, he was carrying on a conversation. Molly made this joke, or it might be serious earlier, of, like, he's going through the wreckage and he finds that ball and, like, pockets mm -hmm. that, and then, like, he has the spear. And Mo Molly was like, yeah, he's totally not crying under that helmet. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the... he's, he's having a time under there. He's just, <laughs> he's he's putting on that dad face, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I'm fine. It's nothing. Fine, mm. just gonna go stab the man who stole my son. <laughs> Chris Fields, thanks for the question in the super chat. Uh, Miss DragonCon, <laughs> me too. Back to the last episode, I can't unhear it now. As Mando and Grogu leave the city gate and walk away from Lang to find Ahsoka, Grogu lets out a sound like F you. Did you notice? Uh, I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love his little grunts. Like the whole first conversation between him and Mando, he, there's a lot of grunts, and I feel like all the things that Den is saying to him, he's kind of like, meh. <laughs> I, I really would just like to stick with you, but I can't tell you that. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think I, I noticed him saying any expletives. <laughs> he's getting close to his first word. I just want to know what it is. I think it'll happen. I'm Probably so, Ferrick. I'm so curious what his first words are going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be funny if it's like a curse word like that. <laughs> uh, definitely would be funny, especially if it's towards like Moff Gideon. Um, <laughs> since we saw him at the end, kind of taunting him. I yeah, would like really for talk about that. Whenever yeah. he says his first word, I want it to be when Din finally shows him his face. Is it going to be Daddy? Yeah. I was going to say that, and then I was like, I'm going to hold back on saying that. <laughs> Um, Dad. But thank you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Groot's last words in Infinity War. Uh, oh, you guys remember that? Was it, was it Dad? Yeah. Towards mm. Rocket Raccoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> Tears. Sad. Mixing up my franchises. Sorry, guys. No, no. <laughs> uh, Ken Struler, thanks for the question in the super chat. Dank Farrick is the new I've got a bad feeling about this in Star Wars. Mm. I promise not to super chat Dank Ferrick next week for a four in a row. <laughs> keep, I mean, they're, if they're going to keep using Dank Ferrick over and over, like he, now that I he caught uses it, it at the the beginning as a like, well, damn, you know, like he he's doing it. The kid's using the force. Like, <laughs> I don't know. 
It's hard well, to tell. Now, now that I've heard it, I can't unhear it. And I'm like, oh, this was in season one, too. Hmm. Like, they've been hmm. using it for a long time, and I just didn't catch it. Uh, can I also mention the uh, This Ain't No Spice Dream? I, I, I don't know why that stood out to me uh, when Boba said that. He's like, no, this ain't no Spice Dream. This is an actual Imperial Cruiser. Mm. Uh, and I was like, yo, Spice Dream. Sounds wild. That reminds me just, yeah, that Boba Fett like hates the Empire now. He's worked with them a mm. lot. I want to know what happened, what shifted that. But he used to be tight with them. Yeah. So I found, and and also I wanted to point out the uh, I'm just a simple man making my way in the universe. That's I was so right. glad they brought that line back. <laughs> That's right. Yep. John Favreau is just like pouring all the feels onto the the Boba fans. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. Luca Viana, thanks for the question in the super chat. Uh, this was meant to be a question last week, but I was busy, so I'm going to throw it in here today. Will we ever get to see Ahsoka meet Luke and Leia? Hmm. I'm skeptical it'll happen in this show. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys probably talked about it last week, but the Ahsoka thing felt very backdoor piloty to me. Yeah. And I feel like there's so not that many left. Like, you would think they would cross paths. I don't know. You'd think that she would hear some. I guess we don't know how long she's been like, like back. Each other. Right. And you'd think that if she them. heard there was a Skywalker or two Skywalkers out there that she'd want to go meet them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's just like, I need a break from that family. <laughs> no more. <laughs> it would be interesting if, if somehow she got to meet Luke in the may or may not be happening. Ahsoka show. Mm-hmm. Not sure when that is going to be time wise, like time period wise, but you never know. I think if we got an animated Ahsoka show post Return of the Jedi, that makes sense to me. I think that's a little easier. Live action, a little more difficult. Yeah. Count Druku, thanks for the question in the super chat. Hey, everyone, with the return of Star Wars' first bounty hunter, who's everyone's favorite Star Wars bounty hunter? Mm. I mean, if am I being mean if I say Cad Bane? Am I, am I <laughs> no? <laughs> As in, like I'm taking everyone's choice uh, by taking the obvious choice. Uh, I was the guy. I was that guy who said uh, that's Cad Bane at the end of uh, at the end of the season one, where who picked up Fennec Shand. I was like, that's yeah. clearly Cad, and I was totally I, wrong. I said the same thing. I was oh, like, wouldn't go. it be cool if that was Cad yeah. Bane? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I need That's, like a list. I mean, I'm trying. I think Boba Fett might be my the OG favorite, uh, and I and now it's like Din, but he's not really a bounty hunter anymore. He's the one with the most character. Sure. Uh, yeah, Cad Bane's good. I like Imbo. Imbo's cool. I feel if IG88 is anything like IG11 SAS wise, um, <laughs> I'll I'll go with him. Ash, any favorites? Greedo. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Spanish Shanna bounty hunter, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, her. Assassin bounty hunter, uh, tomato, tomato. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Plus he wore heels. <laughs> Greedo, yeah, he did. Oh, he did, huh? <laughs> well, there was a woman who played him, and like, there's like one shot, I think, that you can see 
Just got a little heels on. Just to give Greedo a little I extra height. never yeah. knew that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can find it while we answer the next one. Uh, so with Grogu now kidnapped, do we think... Oh, Justin Tilt, thanks for the question in the Super Chat. Do you think Mando will be able to find him and free him by the end of the season? Or do you think the season will end on a darker note with Grogu not being found? Molly, take it away. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about whether or not this season is going to end on a huge, huge cliffhanger. And I mean, if that's how they want to do it, that would be the way to go is to, to not show uh, Grogu being rescued in the end. And yes, that would break my heart, but that would be an insane cliffhanger. So I, I don't know. I don't know which one I, I, I know which one I want, but like just for the show's sake, they could probably pull it off and make it amazing. It would be like a year without knowing where baby Yoda is, but it would be, I think it would be smart. Cause like season one, they probably didn't know how the show was going to be received. They're like, okay, let's like wrap it up. But then we'll like add a little thing on the end, like at the dark saber, just give people something to hang on to. Um, But this season, like they're, they know they're making so much money. They should do that. They should do it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we have two episodes left, right? Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Is it that? just two? Yep. My goodness. I, I I don't know. I maybe maybe I'm on the opposite side, but I think two episodes is enough to get Grogu back. <laughs> if it was one episode, I'd be like, it's you know, we'll get a cliffhanger. But two, I'm like, come on, y'all, you, you got to rescue him. Like, there's no way you're gonna leave him for an entire season. <laughs> We're gonna wait another year, um, not knowing. I, I don't know why. I still feel like this episode teased that force connection Jedi thing so much that it would almost kind of be a slight disappointment for me. If we don't see a Jedi pop up at the very end uh, and maybe help in the rescue. That's kind of what I envision is like Din failing. And then the Jedi just swoops in um, and helps him rescue Grogu back from Moff Gideon. I wonder if it'll be like, They can't, they don't get him and they're like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? And then the Jedi shows up and he's like, or she, and they're like, I'm here to help. Let's go get him. And they're like, oh yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's maybe, maybe the end. The, the dialogue will probably be a little different than that, but yeah. <laughs> I think you nailed it. <laughs> the the oh, last yeah. shot is gonna the last shot is gonna be Raul Cooley as Ezra. Yeah. And we're all gonna be like, <gasps> if he is actually <laughs> Well, playing Ezra in the show, I'm gonna be furious with him. Why? <laughs> just because he he's been so good at the trolling. Sure, but I almost feel like it makes sense now. So <laughs> it would be hilarious. Um, yeah, you I, talked I think, to I think, him about that whole trolling thing. Yeah, oh <laughs> I, I think we're gonna get him a little bit because you're like, well, they wouldn't say anything if they were actually in the show. They would just be like radio silent. So. If it happens, it's like, oh. It really threw us off the scent this yeah. But then again, that's what we said about uh, Rosario Dawson, right? Where we're like, mm-hmm. it's kind of obvious it's going to be Rosario Dawson. Turns out it's Rosario Dawson. <laughs> so Yeah, that's true. She's been talking about that since like 2016 or something. Yeah. I, I think that we're going to save Grogu by the end. I think that we'll keep things on a hopeful note. And I, I, I do think there will be like a Darksaber style tease but my guess would be it's the Jedi showing up and it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe they don't say anything, but it's enough that we know who it is. And that'll be the thing that we're talking about for a year. 
it's also a question of i just don't want grogu to be in peril for a year that's the thing right because it's also a question of how dark the show wants to go because there's a balance between how many kids watch the show and how many kids think like grogu is just adorable and do we really want to have a lot of crying children (laughs) during during christmas time uh when they see grogu disappear forever or for at least another year uh i feel like if you leave it off on a hopeful note it's a much more positive way to go about it but then again we saw grogu in tiny shackles so the tiny okay i lost it 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 was adorable. It was kind of adorable. <laughs> How many babies are they arresting? So <laughs> they're like, bring out the tiny shot, bring out the tiny cuffs. And he's like, okay. That's a, there are tiny species out there. there if they, there if you need to arrest Mieber Gascon, then True. you're ready. Or Babu Frick. True. Or Babu, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, now I want to see the little shackles. Uh, yeah, my, as soon as he said, bring the shackles, I was like, shackles? And then they put him all, and I was like, oh, look at those shackles. I was also like, yeah. well, when he wakes up, he's not going to start punching people. If he can use the force again, he's just going to use it. Like, sure. the shackles aren't going to really help. <laughs> That's it. Like, now that I think about it, everyone always takes shackles off with the force, like the Emperor Snoke. That mm. always happens. Luke never. Luke and Ray, why didn't they just take their own shackles off? I don't know. That's just a random thought. They wanted to be dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Play along. <laughs> Real quick, just because I see this. Uh, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> and yes, I am. I'm drinking a fistful of Beskar. It is a Mandalorian themed beer. So, oh, whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. We had a fan send us those. That's incredible. And they're delicious. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm drinking I'm, wine. I'm drinking <laughs> coffee with my <laughs> child mug. If, so if I had known we were on this train, I would have brought more than water. <laughs> uh, it's not too late if you want. Um, <laughs> Radlam, thanks for the question in the super chat. Do you think there's a chance that the Jedi that answers Grogu's call is an all new character? Yeah, there's always a chance. Yeah, I, I guess I feel like it's going to be the way this show has been going. It seems like it'll be someone we know. But, Are we going yes. to see Barris Offy finally? Ooh. <laughs> I was I was just imagine her though like going down a darker path. Like we mm. thought for a while she might have been one of the inquisitors and I don't know. I do think that's a really interesting thought to have someone show up cuz Den doesn't know any Jedi from any other Jedi. So to have like Barris show up in the audience be like uh, maybe not her, but she convinces him. Like, that's a really interesting take. Yeah. Um, can I just say I'm I'm living for these Mace Windu theories um, <laughs> oh. in Twitter. I don't know why. It just makes me laugh that so many people are so hopeful that it's Mace Windu. There you go, Ash. Hey, hey! Uh, <laughs> hey! Um, this is a white claw. There you go. <laughs> Uh, just because I, I don't know why I think it's hysterical that a lot of people think that and I don't. Uh, but then again, who knows? Then again, this episode is really the episode that I don't know why I thought it would. Wouldn't it be kind of again? This is me going dark and poetic at the same time as far as like just me showing up and seeing Boba Fett mm-hmm. and him being like you again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like that weird flashback of like, oh, no. <laughs> 
the Kill Bill music plays. Okay. <laughs> I've interviewed Samuel L. Jackson many times throughout the years. And I asked him this like years ago and he was like, it's just wild to me that Mace Windu wouldn't survive that fall. Like he's definitely alive. And he's like, probably the one actor that's a hundred percent like I'm still alive and they're bringing yeah. back so many other people. And he's like, please just let me come back. That's why a lot of people are on that theory. It's mainly because of Sam Jackson. Cause he's yeah. like, I want to come back, bring me back, please. Uh, so a lot of people are like, Hey, maybe, I mean, if Sam Jackson wants to come back, maybe Lucasfilm is like, yeah, sure. I think, yeah. And then I think we draw the line. Like that's it. <laughs> we'll bring in names, and then we're not bringing any more, more people back from the dead. They need yeah. to put out like a public statement because that's really my only issue is just like, okay, well, eventually death has no meaning. It's like, yeah. and but that's, it's not, it's, it's Darth Maul's fault, which I love <laughs> his stuff in the Clone Wars, but he it's like it. literally everyone can come back from the dead. If you can be cut in half and yeah. shoved down a shaft, like, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget the, uh, my solo premiere when i went and i saw so many people be like huh i thought he was dead and i'm over here screaming (laughs) and on my feet cheering uh that darth maul is in live action uh again and everyone and literally my friend next to me was like i thought he was dead dude um so luke like (laughs) finds out about that later and he's like oh my god i shouldn't have burnt my dad like i could have brought that (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) uh just thank you so much, Christian Hardesty, for a massive super chat. That's insane. Oh, uh, thank you. Alex has said that he thinks Moff Gideon wants to be able to use the Force himself, and I agree. If he is successful based on how he treated Grogu at the end of the episode, do you think he would want to have Grogu as an apprentice? You know, I, I did point out that I think it's... We saw a different side of Moff Gideon to, today where... Like he was smiling, just like Din. Like you can't help but smile and laugh with the baby. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I, I he definitely thinks that Grogu's a means to an end, but maybe he doesn't want to kill it. I don't know. That scene was very sinister to me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it sinister. Completely solidified Moff Gideon as like the ultimate bad guy because he was just like toying with him and like. He knew that the more Grogu used the force, he would like basically almost pass out. And he made a joke about it. And I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. You guys probably talked about this last week, but were they like or the week whenever this episode was? I always I just assumed that he was using he's like harvesting baby Yoda's powers for like the whole Snoke Palpatine situation. We we threw around all the theories. Okay, it's, I don't know how I feel possible. about it yet, but that's what I just like assume he's doing. Yeah, that, I. Oh, sorry, I'll go ahead. Oh, I was just that seems like the straightest line to draw. Um, I'm kind of over the Palpatine Snoke stuff, so I'm hopeful that he's just doing experiments for other stuff. I like the idea that he wants this power that he doesn't understand and can't control for himself. Um. So that, that's what I'm hoping it is, but I'm fully emotionally prepared for it to just be like, yeah, we're trying to make Snoke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I took it as well when he said that he's trying to harvest the midichlorian counts or the M counts uh, <laughs> from his blood in, in, to try and take force powers. I assume that he was trying to do it on himself or maybe on an enforcer that he has uh, or maybe try it on other people and see if it works, then try it on himself to try and steal those force powers. Uh, that's exactly how I read it. 
Uh, but I'm with you, Molly, all the way. I was like, he has zero redeeming qualities for me after he taunted Grogu like that. He was just taunting him. And he was like, oh, yeah, you can do all this, but then you're going to pass out, man. And I'm just like, bro, he's a child. <laughs> you're yeah, evil. You bring suck. me literally, the tiny shackles. Yeah. Literally a baby. Yeah. Well, Kane's going to have like a Thanos moment where he like gets the force and he's just like powered up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see oh, the that. way I see it. I, I kind of view it as like a Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, where I wonder mm. if he would finally get control of this force and it just destroys him. I think I, that would be great. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things, right? Where I mean, obviously, we're not talking about that episode, but I, I kept going crazy about that episode more than any other episode this season because of the midichlorians of it all. But it's that idea of like the science and the mystical aspects of the force clashing. Mm-hmm. Where if Moff Gideon is able to steal force powers by taking midichlorian counts, that just opens Pandora's box as far as like what the force means. Um, so I also see it like maybe like a Frankenstein thing where if he does get it, maybe it just like destroys him at the end or destroys him during the process or maybe it gets deformed. Something that's like a consequence for him getting those powers. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we're all getting it. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, <laughs> g- give me that blood transfer. <laughs> Amazon priming that up. <laughs> One order of M count, please. Uh, Jake Berlin, thanks for the super chat and question. Each episode has fit each director perfectly. This felt like a perfect fit for Rodriguez's take on Star Wars. I'm so glad he was given Boba Fett. I uh, Robert Rodriguez was, when they announced all the new actors, I don't know why, or all the new directors, I got so excited for Rodriguez. It just felt right to have him in star wars yes and andres i saw your tweet about them both being latino and i was like it it was a match made in heaven it worked so well yeah it really is a historic moment right like it's it's a latino director which there there isn't i mean there's plenty of latino directors but we don't have a lot that are as popular as other directors and and a latino lead which is pedro pascal um so we see that and that's that's pretty historic especially for someone like me who uh, is Latino and who appreciates Star Wars casting so many Latino talent uh, like Oscar Isaac. Uh, we're going to get the Cassian Ander show. Uh, I think they're currently shooting it right now. I saw <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask you if you talking saw about it. I did. I saw his interview with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, and it, it's really an exciting moment for, for Latino talent, which again, I've talked about at length about how many um, Latino audience members watch movies and watch films and how many get represented in movies. And it's really kind of dramatic as far as how little Latino leads there are in films and how many Latino people watch movies. Um, so it's it's an exciting moment. It really is, especially someone like Robert Rodriguez coming off of Alita Battle Angel, which is a very beloved film. And that yeah, stars and just- a, a Latina. Uh, Rosa Salazar is great. It was really cool just seeing like his name and everything else associated with today's episode trending on Twitter today. Yeah. (laughs) Matt Thornton, thanks for the question in the super chat. When I saw Slave 1, there was a brief moment where I thought, too obvious for it to be Boba Fett. Could it be Hondo? I don't know. I just (laughs) think he could show up one day. I think he will. I do think Hondo's. It's just a matter of time. He's the perfect character to just kind of show up randomly in, in just about any show. And I, I'm here for it. It's a it's a perfect ad for Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I'm on, honestly shocked they haven't gone to Batu yet in the show. It'll it'll happen, especially once the parks <laughs> open back up. Maybe yeah. next season. 
but yeah, I think Hondo fits so perfectly into this kind of show. He'd be a wonderful, like one-off character. <laughs> uh, Psycho Panther. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, Boba in the armor looks like Rex and rebels. Um, I, Boba was, he's an absolute unit now. He is. Yeah. 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 He's been bulking. <laughs> it doesn't fit quite the same. <laughs> uh, Jay Dalt, thanks for the question of the Super Chat. Who do you guys think the secret director of the finale is going to be? George Lucas. That's, I mean, if, if I had my pipe dream. <laughs> I mean, if they really wanted to just blow everyone's minds one more time, that would be the one. But uh, I don't know. I think it's probably just going to be John Favreau again to temper my expectations. But like, can you imagine just the storm on Twitter if it was oh, like man. directed by George Lucas right there at the end? Man, but, but it would be amazing and scary <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah, we were I, talking I, earlier about like w- we wonder what George thinks of uh, like how they're taking the story of Mandalorians and like, okay, now Boba Fett is a Mandalorian, but he was a foundling. And I don't know. There was all this talk earlier about how Boba and Jango Fett were not Mandalorians. And I don't know. It's, it doesn't bother me that they're kind of flopping around on that. Um, but I know it bothers some people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the George Lucas way is to like, maybe do something and then be like, well, maybe you can be kind of Mandalorian. Um, and also he was there on set. So I, I kind of feel like they might have his seal of approval on major story beats like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it would bug him because they're, I feel like they're doing it for a very specific reason. Uh, and not just like a, well, we want him to be Mandalorian. Like, I, I think that they're continuing to evolve the Mandalorian people. Um, so I, I think George would be fine with that. I think the only reason he didn't, he made them not Mandalorians in the clone wars is because he wanted to set the Mandalorian people apart and tell a specific story about them at that time. And so the easier thing was to just be like, uh, those two aren't Mandalorians and we'll move on. Colton Roberts. Thanks for the super chat and the question. Can we go ahead and get the star Wars championship match? Let's get ready to schmo down. Also <laughs> the Fets are foundling. Screw you prime minister. Yeah, that's a <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah. Screw you prime minister. Almec. Yeah. He and, was and, just being snooty. I do think that's the new, like, uh, that was always kind of my headcanon, that he was just kind of looking down at the Fets like, oh, they're foundlings, they're not Mandalorians. Uh, and and now that seems to be the case. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I do want to just point, it's, it's, we're an hour in, so to our guests, uh, if you have to go at any time, just let me know. We still have a lot of questions to go through, <laughs> but I don't want to eat up your entire evening. Hang out uh, a little bit. Okay, cool. And w- while we're while we're taking a quick break, why don't you go ahead and plug everything? Uh, Ash, Ash, where can people follow you and find you? Oh, well, you can follow me at Ash Carlson on Twitter. That's where I usually post all my stuff. Otherwise, you can find it on ET Online at ET Now on Twitter um, or ET Live, um, which I can't even begin to describe how to get to. But yeah, <laughs> Ace. Yeah, I'm at Squad Leader Race on Twitter and Instagram, and my YouTube channel is called First Cut. You can subscribe there. Uh, First Cut TMO on social media and our Star Wars show. I have a Star Wars show with MF5 called Sabak the Block uh, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, PST. Uh, so go and check that out. It's a lot of fun. 
And there are links to uh, both those Twitters and the YouTube oh, channel great. down in the description right now. So go do that. Smash that like button, etc. cetera. Uh, we'll move on. <laughs> James Haley, thanks for your question in Super Chat. I made a theory on your Patreon regarding Almec being a Mando blood purist and Django being a foundling. I'm glad that half my theory has been proven. I think your full theory might as well have been proven. I think that's got to be, if if Django's a foundling, I think Almec is definitely like a, if you're not born on Mandalore, you're not a Mandalorian. Yeah, that feels like the kind of guy he is. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna step away real quick, guys. Sorry. Go for it, uh, Alex. I got a message from one of our mods saying that we mi- might have missed a super chat from Green Milk Radio. Uh, I will look. I do not see one. But okay. We are still Keep- pretty early. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep an eye out. I will. <laughs> Olivia uh, Perino, thanks for your question uh, and super chat. Mando calling Ahsoka the nice lady <laughs> was so cute. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that whole opening scene. Hope you all had a great weekend. Yeah, I, I, there, there were a lot of lines and moments in this episode that I, I need to watch it again because it just I forgot a lot. There was a lot of like hyper American dialogue in this one where I was like, I just feel like we're out. Like, again, I was like, we are outside of LA somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was what he puts him down on the rock and he's like, okay, do your Jedi force thing or something like some of the dialogue. <laughs> it, it bounces around between like the, um, the, with the armor, the armor speaks like, very flowery it's so over the top and then like din is just kind of bumbling his way through life he's looking <laughs> he's literally looking for a switch to turn the rock on <laughs> yeah uh, i love the how, brightest i love how he said this looks jedi to me right yeah uh as if like <laughs> jedi make like i mean i guess they do certain structures <laughs> that are specific <laughs> he's like this has to be it meanwhile there's like a bunch of other rocks yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob the Hodge, thanks for your super chat and suggestion. Says that maybe Boba couldn't take on Cobb with the armor. Mm, I I'd, feel like he could don't. after what we <laughs> saw today. <laughs> well, he was like wearing it over like a, a like a Henley T-shirt, so I was like, <laughs> I think he can, he can, he could like poke him if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking every time, and and I that was literally the first thing I thought at the premiere episode of the season. I'm sorry, but the, the crop top Boba Fett armor of it all, mm-hmm. uh, when he had it on, it literally looked like a crop top. Um, I thought of I'm like Easy Elliot. He's perfect. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I was like, dude, what is that look, man? <laughs> but I guess he was much taller than Tamar Morrison is, so that makes sense. <laughs> he's yeah, just he's very- doing his best. Very tall and thin, but yeah. he kind of looked like, yeah, like a little kid wearing it, armor. Did. <laughs> uh, Mike V, thanks for your super chat and question. I wish the volume was utilized more on showing Tython. I was expecting epic ruins instead of a random Stonehenge in California. Did this <laughs> need to be Tython? It, it did look and feel very much like Earth, like when yeah. he was flying towards the planet. And then like when we saw what it looked like, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like Star Wars right now. Which well, we is do okay. know that like 
Tython has more than one climate. What a novel concept, but there are like snowy mountainous areas as well as seen in the comics. So this was just like one part of Tython where the Jedi hung out. I think they probably had multiple ruins and temples and stuff there. Tython, California. Yeah. <laughs> I it, guess it like in, in contrast of Corvus, a place like Corvus, it, yeah. it does look like, oh, yeah, this is right off the highway somewhere. I did find it kind of interesting. This almost felt like a bottle episode where it's like, okay, we're going to shoot everything at one location. And normally it's like a bottle episode is inside on a set. And it was weird that their bottle episode was outside somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Lawrence Fletcher. Thanks for your super chat and question. Do you think it took five years for Boba Fett to escape the Sarlacc? No, (laughs) maybe five years to recover. He looks like not. he was digested a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at it closer earlier, and you can like see all these like what look like acid burns on his skin. It's pretty gnarly looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an easy way to show the aging too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he's older because he was in the Sarlacc pit. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, like Cobb Vance's story takes place shortly after the Battle of Endor, so I, I he had the armor by that point. I figure they they had to get the armor off of something. So whenever that was, Boba Fett was out there somewhere. And I guess the Jawas just mugged him. (laughs) Mugged him naked. (laughs) (laughs) Take off all your clothes. (laughs) Mac Roberts, thanks for the super chat. Mark my words, when Din and Grogu have their reunion scene, Din will remove the helmet. There will be beautiful music. Grogu will reach out and touch his face and we will all cry. He'll probably, say daddy. Probably accurate. And he'll say daddy. <laughs> That's well, Molly was pointing out in the last episode when Ahsoka was like, connect with him. Molly was like, oh, he's going to take his helmet off. So mm-hmm. I really like that idea that maybe he'll need to connect with Grogu somehow. And that's how he'll do it. I think yeah. that's a really nice way to do that. Um, imagine being able to use facial expressions. I feel like that whole wire situation would have gone much better if he was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) The blue wire. (laughs) Sleep of Giants, thanks for the super chat. Uh, Leave it to Rodriguez to do a fun fanfic-y romp. Love when people hit stormtroopers with sticks and make their hats explode. (laughs) Yeah. And the stormtroopers also had amazing lines, like classic stormtrooper lines. Except yes, for the did. one, uh, what is it? Flank them, you idiot. Flank them, you idiot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I just love how they're always like such idiots. Like this one, they were like being a little mm. bit better about being shots. But then when she pushes like that boulder down, I'm like, what? Like maybe like the fifth guy in the line should get out of the way. But no, mm-hmm. it's like oh. run directly away it, from it. It was like Austin Powers at the Zamboni. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that too. I was so curious like does he really think he can shoot the boulder like he just kept shooting it he was like i'm gonna get it it's gonna explode it's gonna split right before it hits me i swear and he just gets rolled over (laughs) Um, he just kept shooting at it as if it was gonna like blow into tiny pieces and not hit him but and now he's dedicated (laughs) jason nichols thanks for the super chat and question why was tython in the outer rim and not the core because yeah tython is classically a deep core planet um, you know, I didn't really take a close look at the map that they had, uh, but I have it and it does look like it's, I don't know. I don't know where that map is. That could be anywhere. 
<laughs> they they but, probably wanted it to seem far away because like ancient Jedi stuff. Yeah. Far away. Well, like a, most people watching the show have no idea probably what the deep core even is. So I don't think they're going to touch on like galactic geography, but like there is a map that he's looking at. I mean, they and... were touching on it at the school. Yeah. On Navarro. Oh yeah. No, I, I, the people <laughs> in the universe know. <laughs> I mean, people watching the show aren't like, well, wait a second. Now <laughs> Tython's supposed to be in the deep core. It's just for people like me and Jason. So like, I get it, but it's just not something they're going to get into in the show. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> uh, DK, thanks for your super chat. It says message retracted. Um, so if if you had a question, uh, shoot it to one of our mods and they'll let us know. Uh, Matt Talent, thanks for your super chat. Boba Fett had a code in the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy. Maybe Favreau and Filoni are once again making Legends canon. I mean... I think they're taking a lot of Legends inspiration here. Even um, Django Fett's history as a foundling is, I don't think we called it that in Legends, but it's very similar. And fortunately, someone translated the Mandoa script and I didn't have to do it, but it mentions Concord Dawn. It mentions Concord Dawn as Django's homeworld, which that was true in Legends as well. So yeah, I think they're taking as much as they can from old stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Legend stuff that they keep pulling out, so I wouldn't be surprised. Elijah Neal, thanks for your super chat. Boba is lucky that none of those stormtroopers were recovering from blindness while wielding sticks. Well, he didn't have his jetpack on. I think that's his big... Well, he did in the end, didn't he? <laughs> he's learned his lesson, you know? He's, he's not going to turn his back to anyone. That would have been kind of fun if they if someone tried to hit him in the back or something and he's like, not again, <laughs> that's probably a little too on the nose. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they already did that with Cobb Vanth anyway, which was fun. When we all oh, got yeah. a good laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they did the jetpack thing. <laughs> uh, Bones McCoy. Thanks for the super chat. Slave one interior had expanse ship vibes in the concept art. Bummer. We didn't get a good look at it in the app. I, yeah, I, did I remember seeing the concept art for it and I was like, oh, it looks more spacious on the, in the concept art than what it would seem to be. But Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I assumed that I just saw Boba Fett in a ship and I was like, yeah, that's the Razor Crest and I moved on. That's a completely different ship. Huh. Um. Our mod, one of our mods, Reefton, says the message from DK was no question, just that I love Ash Crossan is on the show. She is literally the best. Oh Aww. my goodness! Thank you so much. <laughs> we all agree. <laughs> Very happy to. We've known each other for so long, and we're finally like actually doing something together <laughs> on our channel. I know. So glad to have you. <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Stuart Wilson. Thanks for your super chat and question. Big shot Mandalorian putting together a crew. Who's in? Do you think the crew is just Din, Boba, Finnick, and Mayfeld, or will other characters from season one or two join? We kind of touched on this already. I'm still hopeful Bo-Katan comes back just because yeah. one episode wasn't enough for me. I gathered in my interview with Katie that she was coming back. I got the same vibe. So I feel like her 
Maybe like car and grief will come too. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be, I don't know. That's a lot of people. That's a, it's a great interview as well. I'll, I'll put that in the description when I get oh, a chance, okay. but yeah, it was a very fun interview. Yeah. It does kind of give you a sense that maybe hopefully she's not done. I think, yeah, Cara Dune's probably going to join them. It seemed like there at the end, it was funny. She's like, she has her martial little medallion thing. She says like this, those stripes mean something, but as soon as she learns that they have the child, she's mm. like, Oh, all bets are off. Just throw it out the window. Yeah, Let's throw go it away. <laughs> He's too no cute. Way. Everyone's like, not the child. <laughs> yeah. Mean, hopefully yeah. We, we can only hope. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Frog lady yeah. comes in. She comes in dueling blasters. Yeah. We know she's a good shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Uh, David Wilson, thanks for your super chat and question. Doug, the episode felt like a 90s action team up cartoon. Did wonder where Mando's jetpack went halfway through. Also, do you think Grogu eats porgs? I'm sorry, Ash. Love all that you do. That's <laughs> I, I should have. I'm sorry. I should have read it before I read it to you. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I've recovered. <laughs> porgs are it's actually been a while since someone's said that to me. So um, it almost feels nostalgic. <laughs> Pores are almost as big as he is. I don't know that he could. I think he prefers amphibians. Yeah. Then again, he swallowed that uh, giant like octopus spider creature. Uh, yeah, that's true. I've <laughs> only um, seen him eat frogs and octopi. So. He, he likes slimy things. True. I'm, I don't remember the first half of the question because I got distracted by the porks. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, no, that was literally the question. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevin, Trevin Pettigrew, thanks for the super chat. So if the Razor Crest blew up, why did we see it in the Rise of Skywalker? Is that a different ship? Is that Mando? I need answers now. Uh, well, the Razor Crest isn't even the name of the ship. It's a class of ship. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if... Like half the things in the Mandalorian don't have names. So mm-hmm. I, I would just assume they used the same ship model for fun. VC- VCX 100. Right. <laughs> oh, Alex, I got Green Milk's um, super chat. I don't know okay. where it was that you missed it, but they said um, Fett was totally intoxicated during Return of the Jedi, right? He mentions doing spice <laughs> in this episode. So oh, that's yeah. my head canon for why he was so lame in the film. <laughs> yeah. That's really smart. I mean, yeah, he was on the sail barge. He was partying. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's that's, the Huts, oh man. Huts go literally, hard. That's literally a robot chicken sketch where he <laughs> says, I, I think I drink better when I'm fly. And he <laughs> flies <laughs> off into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah, that can be my headcanon too. Uh, T-Money Sartwell, thanks for the super chat. Just says, I predicted Django was a foundling last year. Nice. I am glad. Yeah. I, I, I've i been saying that I feel like I just recently finally accepted that they were like, they're not Mandalorians. And I was like, fine. And I just got over it. And then <laughs> this episode comes out and I'm like, nope, they're Mandalorians again. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, I didn't have to go through that emotional journey. But I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold Grundetjern, I'm sorry for butchering your name. Uh, thanks for your super chat and your speculation that Yaddle will come and rescue her son. That could be the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, no, we gotta talk about this. So, <laughs> Yoda was like training, right? Grogu was training. 
so everyone's like, oh, we've never seen this creature before. This is crazy. But like everybody has. He was around. I don't understand. No one saw him. I don't get that. So yeah, I think he's got to be Yaddle's child. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only thing that makes sense. So, so who's who's daddy? Is that Yoda? I guess. Damn, Yoda, <laughs> breaking your own rules. And he knows he not he knows he shouldn't be doing that. But damn, he's like yeah. I'm old. <laughs> Screw it. You can't fight love, you know. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, my AirPods died, and I had to swap over to these. So I don't know what what you were talking about, Yaddle. There, but. I hope Grogu is definitely yaddle. Yoda yaddling with yaddle. And I was just going to say, I hope it didn't get too dirty. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caleb Nall, thanks for the super chat. I hope that the Boba Fett book is Jango Fett training Boba and being told what it was like being a foundling. I believe that Jango's past now needs to be fleshed out. I wonder if they're just like, there, there are comics you can read like, uh, open seasons, which is a great legends comic that they might just say, I don't know, go read those. <laughs> like it might, might as well be canon now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would like to see more stuff become like official. I always feel like I looked at it, like how Marvel does things where you're like, yeah, you can read this comic. It's not a hundred percent like what we're doing in the movies here, but like same gist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that the longer Star Wars goes on, it might turn into basically what comics are, where the more content there is, the harder it is to keep it all perfectly straight. So it might just be a case of like, you know, if you like this story, it can be canon to you. If you don't, you can just ignore it. It it might be something like that down the line. Uh, James Waterman, thanks for your super chat. Den finally played... (laughs) <laughs> Din finally played a reverse Uno card and made someone else go on a side quest, Boba and Finnick. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, people have been sending him all over the place. It's been it's it's just funny to me. And like I nobody will do anything with him unless there's like a like a deal. Like it's yeah. like well, you yeah. help me and then I'll give you this. <laughs> I was I was kind of hoping that he would talk to Ahsoka about like finding a Jedi and Ahsoka would slyly be like, I'm not a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she was like, I don't want to get into this again. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a long story. <laughs> I did. I feel like this episode uh, broke a lot of patterns where, yeah, it, if we were following the pattern of this season, this should have been another like side quest episode, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't, they went straight to Tython and yeah, they went straight to their goal and yeah, it was Boba and Finnick that had to go out of their way to get what they wanted. It's a good point. Yeah, it was great though. Like their, their conversation between Boba and and Din was pretty good. As far as like you'll have to peel the armor off my dead body or something like that. I thought that was a cool line. That's um, our our friend on Twitter at uh, Obskanobs tweeted about how the, the Mandalorian is a show where this man just goes around the galaxy and can't stop making best friends. And <laughs> I feel that's very accurate. <laughs> yeah, I almost want like a cool like handshake or something, some like brother <laughs> handshake that he does with several people. Uh, like the uh, uh, didn't they do that in season one, or am I going crazy? Uh, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, <laughs> like brother handshake. <laughs> he, Kara did it. Uh, Brief kind of did it within yep. the season. Yeah. 
I mean, he keeps trying. This is the way uh, with different people. But after meeting Bogotan, he got kind of got shot That's down true. on yeah. him being from uh, what was it? A child of the watch. I wonder if mm-hmm. Boba Fett knows about them. Mm. Uh, Sailor Joe, thanks for your super chat and question. If the seeing stone could be used to find Ezra, then why wouldn't Ahsoka use it herself? That's fair. <laughs> she's busy. <laughs> she Yeah, she's liberating Corvus. She's trying to find Thrawn. That's a good point. All right. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she she maybe she went there and like just didn't work out. She saw something else or I don't know. Yeah, we don't know how those seeing stone works. Could be anything. Uh W Daniel Fitchtel, thanks for your super chat. Dark horse candidate, Kyle Katarn. They're really good at folding legends back into the new canon. Uh Ash, I think you're coming through on an Is anyone else hearing an echo? I'm no. hearing an echo, but I thought it was you, so I don't know why you're blaming me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I hear it too, but hmm. it's gone now. Okay. Maybe I'm talking too loud and it's just coming through to Molly's Do room. I need to close my door? I'll just talk quiet. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Kyle Katarn joining the main crew. I doubt it. Unfortunately, I love Kyle, but I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love all the choices that everyone keeps tossing out. I mean, obviously, uh, Cal Kestis. Uh, I hear a lot of Quinlan Voss, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of Luke's. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Mace Windu of it all, too. But I keep going back to Ezra. I just think Ezra makes more sense. Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, Alex, you got another missed... Uh, Oh, now I hear the echo. Uh, another missed super chat from John Booz, who said, Din asking Grogu, does this look Jedi to you at the temple is like what I ask my friends when I show them my expanded uni- universe book collection. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to figure out this echo. Now I don't hear it. So I don't hear it either. That's Yeah, I don't, I don't hear it either. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> Let's collectively blame Molly. We it's probably my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Foster, thanks for the super chat. Anyone notice how the gaffy stick is reminiscent of a Maori weapon? Mm. I saw some people on Twitter talking about that, um, but I didn't really look into it. But that's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I've talked about that a little bit on, on my show, Sabak the Block, and I just really love the idea of, of honestly, a lot of credit to George for casting Tamara Morrison as Django and bringing in that Mari warrior culture mentality and style into the character of Django Fett. Um, it adds a lot. It adds a lot of character. It adds a lot of personality. Uh, it makes it seem more believable that this kind of culture is more set in this warrior lifestyle similar to what the Maori culture actually is. So, yeah, I thought it was beautiful. That's why I love that that action scene was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I lost my, there we go. Uh, Fbro22, thanks for the super chat and question. What if the Jedi Grogu, Grogu contact is, a, is an older Cal Kestis? We've had a book character and two TV series characters, so why not a video game character? Hey, maybe. I mean, I love, I love Cal. I love him. Uh, but 
I, I just, I don't want it to become too much. <laughs> yeah. Just like a who's who of like, who can we maybe fit into this story from elsewhere? Right. Yeah. I feel like obviously like everyone here, everyone watching knows who Cal is, but I think like a lot of people watching this would be this big reveal at the end of the show. And they'd be like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I think that's a, a big thing to take into consideration, too. Uh, Jane Dalton, thanks for the super chat. Do you think it's possible that instead of seeing a Jedi, we could see a dark side user? Because Grogu doesn't seem to know the difference. Maybe Jorah's Sabayoth, we did get Thrawn stuff. Oh, that's a weird one to bring in. If, of, of all the characters, <laughs> hmm. uh, I don't see Sabayoth coming in. But I do like, I like Molly's Barisafi idea. Yeah. I do like the idea of uh, someone coming in as like a Jedi pretender because that's mm -hmm. something they almost did in the Clone Wars and didn't get a chance to do. So re-exploring that here is a fun idea. Uh, Chris Passetto, thanks for the super chat and question. Alex, I know you got major Indiana Jones vibes from the boulder rolling down the hill. Loved the episode. Probably the best one so far. Yeah, definitely got some uh, Indy chase. Uh, running out of the temple there. Big France 95. Thanks for the super chat question. Do you guys believe that we're going to see Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian? I think yes. I'm still kind of hoping. No, that feels <laughs> a little too far for me, but if it happens, I'm on board. I'll what get on board. Sebastian Stan. I'm, I, I'm just Bucky. <laughs> it's hard for me to accept any recasting. And I, I immediately got over it with Alden Ehrenreich. Like, it's just, I'm kind of against it until I am physically watching it. And then I'm like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> but It's like most Star Wars with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to like this. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we talked about not wanting Boba Fett in the show early on, and we're gushing about this episode. So True. if Luke shows up, it'll probably be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it is Sebastian Stan, that'd be kind of cool, too. Obviously, he's doing a Disney Plus show as well, uh, so it fits. It's definitely one of those things, though, where it's a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like the Skywalkers are back. Oh, well, let's do the Skywalker stuff again. And it's like, I don't know. This show's yeah. supposed to be the Mandalorian. and Exactly. We're getting more and more away from that. So, mm -hmm. And that that's kind of what all of my review last week was about where it was like, I like the episode, but I'm just nervous going forward. And I, yeah, Luke is just a lot, a lot of cans of worms to open up just by bringing one Skywalker back. But I feel like they just can't ignore that. He's out there though. True. Sure. Yeah. Oh, but the second that Ahsoka said that I was like, Oh, Luke is coming. That, yeah, that was, that was my first Like he doesn't need to stick around, but just right. like. Especially that he might come in. Just say, like, I'd love to train your baby, but I can't right now. Like, I'm just not ready. Super busy. And maybe, like, you hold on to him for a while. <laughs> and then and the show just keeps going. Sure. I'd be fine with that. Uh, Kevin Romanchik, thanks for your super chat. There was a lot of Din being Mandalore the Great imagery, rising from the ashes with the Beskar staff at the end. Hmm. I, I do kind of hope din becomes mandalore i think that would be really cool or bo katan i'm fine with that too but din being like a foundling that becomes the leader of mandalore would be a really cool story 
he has a lot to get over uh, as far as like what he knows and, and thinks he knows about Mandalore though. I don't know. He has to learn a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's definitely out of the loop on a lot of stuff. Uh, but I could see, I could see him like a series finale type thing as far as him doing that and maybe even taking off the helmet and being like, this is me. Kind of thing. <laughs> so. Major Zuma, thanks for the super chat. Love the discussions. Also want to say that Dave Filoni interview Ash did for the Clone Wars. Oh, also want to say I love the Dave Filoni interview Ash did for the Clone Wars finale. Loving the Mando so far. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Cosmo Nurse, thanks for the super chat and the question. Do you think Frog Lady and Frog Man will join the gang to rescue Grogu? No. <laughs> I don't either. I'd be, I'd kind of be thrilled if they did, but they have, they have a baby to raise. I feel like sure. he's got a babysitter on Tatooine now with Pelly. He's got babysitters now on Trask with Frog Lady and Frog Man. So if we ever go back to Trask, we might see them again. If, get me away from these guys. <laughs> if Frog Lady comes back. Ride. I just called an Uber. I didn't mean to get mixed up in this. <laughs> if Frog Lady comes back and she's like, I counted my eggs. It turns out Grogu and she like joins Moff Gideon out of vengeance. No. <laughs> she's like, you thought you could get away with it, Grogu? Uh, or, or we yeah. do like an assembling the crew montage and they get to Trask and like Frog Lady just slams the door in his face. Yeah, yeah she's mm-hmm. like, no, thanks. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Hosk, thanks for the super chat and question. So Grogu ca- contacted Corrin Horn in an X-Wing, right? Uh, we could only hope. I love <laughs> Corrin Horn, but <laughs> I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Uh, Trevin Pettigrew, thanks for another super chat. I could see Bo-Katan coming to save the day. I mean, I think they'll recruit her before they go. Although, I guess she's trying to look for Gideon anyway, so they might just bump into each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Do you get her number? Like, can he just hit her up and be like, oh my gosh, you'll never guess who took my baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're going after. (laughs) I figure she gave him some way to contact her. She was like, if you ever change your mind and want to join our crew, like, hit me up. So I, I think he's got ways to find her again. And apparently she keeps in contact with Ahsoka somehow. Right. <laughs> so. Becky, thanks for the super chat and question. So how about the reveal that Mandalorians have been doing the whole foundlings thing since the time of Django? I do kind of wonder if the foundling thing is something that not every Mandalorian does. And that's why some kind of look down on it. Some do it. Maybe it's only like the Death Watch, Children of the Watch type people. Yeah, that's that's the vibes I got as well. Haskell420, thanks for the super chat. Hey, gang, another epic episode. Favreau said the season was their version of Empire. Do you think Boba's going to get killed and then becomes the owner of Slave One? Well, Ace certainly thinks so. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I felt. As soon as the Razor Crest was exploded, I was like, ooh, I could see Boba kind of passing on the mountain and just maybe not making it at the end of the season and passing on the Slave One. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I hope like, they don't kill him off that quickly. <laughs> it, it feels so fast, but I, I also do think that like uh, we're on we're on Din's side now. He is like our Mandalorian, so 
if they want to pass that mantle. I'm okay with it, I guess. <laughs> I'm I'm curious, like what yeah, what Boba's been doing this whole time, like what his future plans are. He obviously wanted to get his armor back, but is it just for sentimental value? Is it because he wants to be Boba Fett, like the Boba Fett again? Um yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh what his plans are. Like, does he want to retire? <laughs> I certainly would if I had been through that much. (laughs) I I, kind of like the idea that, yeah, he he just wants the armor back and then he's going to retire. He's like, I'm done. I'm just going to relax here. Have my ship. Mm. And speaking of Mandalore, the ultimate, thanks for the super chat in question. Uh, Boba Fett is rich. Why wouldn't he buy Dennis ship? (laughs) Maybe he was, maybe he lost all his money while he was in the Sarlacc pit. I don't know. He he developed a gambling problem yeah, on Tatooine. We, we don't know that he's rich. <laughs> uh, Dragonus Prime, thanks for the super chat. It's your boy. My theory is that Grogu's first word will be a callback to this episode. One word, Den. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Bones McCoy, uh, thank you for your super chat. The Windu theories get more interesting when a member of the team had a Clone Wars arc about murdering Mace at 12 years old. I don't understand that. Is that like, is that Boba in Clone Wars? When he was trying to kill Mace? Oh, yeah. yeah. When he was 12. When a member of the team, okay, I gotcha. I thought yeah. you know, like a member of the production team. Oh, like if he comes on and then it's like, oh my God, you try to kill me. Right. Yeah. Talk I about still- leaving on a cliffhanger. Like if if somehow the mace stuff is true and that's how it ends, it, yeah, they're gonna have that moment where they see each other and it's like, holy crap, what's what's gonna happen? Are we gonna have a shootout right now? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I think it'd be I I would probably laugh. That would be my first instinct just because it's too funny to see Maze come back and just like lock eyes with Boba Fett. <laughs> um but I don't know. I mean I wouldn't be shocked if Mace just does the same thing he did to his father <laughs> to <laughs> him. Oh no. Yeah. He's just like oh peace uh. takes his head off. I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen. <laughs> no, nah, me neither. <laughs> Andrew Law, thanks for the super chat and question. Who is the Jedi Grogu possibly contacts and will they show up in the last episode? But maybe it's Mace. I don't know. Ace thinks it's Ezra. Yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of leaning towards Luke. I feel like it's Luke or Ezra or it's yeah. like somebody we don't even, aren't even aware of or something, but that would be weird. It, it it would feel kind of weird because then it's just like, oh, another Jedi that survived Order 66. Which... Yeah. Oh, gang's all here, huh? We all uh, made yeah. it, didn't we? <laughs> Kylie Petrano, thanks for the super chat. Hey, guys, love you. This episode broke my heart. Are we going to get a scene with Boba Fett, the Night Owls, and Mando? It would be epic taking on the Dark Troopers. Uh, hmm. We'll I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I, I I would love the night owls to come. I still have a theory that the dark troopers are made out of Beskar, just because I think mm. it would be fun to watch them fight something like that. Yeah, well, like, and then we talked about like maybe the armor was 
secretly working with Moff Gideon and she took all that Beskar and gave it to him. And the volunteers that the scientist guy mentioned (laughs) are all of those Mandalorians. Yeah, we got dark a couple weeks ago. Wow, that's really dark. (laughs) (laughs) But we we talked about like how it would be interesting to see Din have to eventually face the armor and fight her. Yeah, I could see that. But I see it more like maybe the Moff Gideon chapter closes and the the watch versus the Bo-Katan armor clashes and maybe Din has to choose between the two of them. I could see maybe more of that, maybe when Moff Gideon's out of the way, where it's like maybe the armor wants the Darksaber now and and Bo-Katan wants it and maybe Din has to choose like who he's going to give it to or who he's going to side with. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, Game Hub, thanks for the super chat and question. I know that it's a fan request, but what do you think the odds are of Sebastian Stan appearing as Luke in live action? Also Boba Fett for life. I'm trying to emotionally prepare myself for the the odds being good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a good chance if we get him in live action. Ted Comet, thanks for another super chat. Who here can recite the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise and or Sith mantra? I'm you know sure what? you can. I cannot. I can't. <laughs> I can I can make my way through it like halfway. Like I think I can get the gist of it, but I don't sure. think I could do it word for word. Can you? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could do maybe like the first line or something, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, watch us duke it out for the Star Wars trivia yeah. championship. <laughs> As we failed to do it here. Can you do it? No. Can you? No. No. <laughs> Star Wars trivia. Uh, Edwin J, thanks for your super chat. Dream theory Mace went to the temple to save Grogu, lost him somehow. Now we'll come to the rescue uh, to cap off the season and calls Ahsoka a citizen while he's at it. I love. I love just everyone. Everyone's bending over backwards to to make Mace it Mace. Yeah. I swear, all of Twitter, at least my Star Wars Twitter, is like, "Dude, I'm telling you, it's Mace. It's 100 percent Mace." And I'm just like, "Is it Mace? Sure, <laughs> I guess." I don't it's think like, it is at all, but I love joking about it. Yeah, yeah. I just love that I everyone think, thinks yeah. it is. I think most people like to joke about it, yeah. <laughs> and then when it happens, we can all be like, "See, we knew." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not counting any anyone out at this point. I mean, uh, they make it work, right? Like every time I'm like, that won't work. Uh, Michael <laughs> Parker, thanks for the super chat and question. Are the knee missiles that Boba Fett shot out similar to Mando's whistling bird trajectiles? I don't know. The knee missiles were new to me, but I looked them up and he's always had them. He like, has. <laughs> I actually noticed that. I was like, oh yeah, but he's never used them. <laughs> Like I, I caught it, but I was like, well, I think that's the first time I've seen him use it. But I, I did remember seeing those uh, like way back in the day. Um, I, I called them like knee pack shots or like knee pack yeah. missiles, but I don't know. I love the idea. It's just like, where else can we stick a gun? His knee? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He kicks his boot. Uh, a knife comes out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Star Wars Immortal, thanks for the super chat. Uh, <laughs> this episode helps spawn the new Boba Fett and Mace Windu buddy cop series. Mm-hmm. So much Mace talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's everywhere. 
Ali two five six seven. Thanks for the question and super chat. Do you think Ezra could be the live action? Oh, Joris Sabayoth. I hope not. Oh, I don't want Ezra to go crazy and evil. Hmm. Um, although it would be interesting, like to see just what he's been up to with Thrawn. If maybe Thrawn drove him crazy, and he needs to be brought back, but yeah, and that maybe that's. Maybe Ahsoka was alluding to Grogu maybe being able to reel him back in or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then we get <laughs> Sabine back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bird Hunter, thanks for the super chat. Hey, I just saw that there's a lot more Jedi that survived Order 66, as we saw in that list that Vader showed. Yeah, I mean, technically, like, Oppo Rancisis and Quinlan Vos are in the running, too. So <laughs> they- if, we, if we see Oppo, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> I, that I would lose my mind ever. Yeah, <laughs> bring back that weird snake Jedi man. Yep. He needs his time in the sun. Uh, but yeah, there are there are plenty of Jedi that survived. Like I figure, even if the clones killed ninety nine percent of the Jedi, there's still a hundred around somewhere, mm-hmm. and and that's fine. But I I still kind of go okay every time we get another one. Michelle Cobb, thanks for the super chat. Darth Maul and Solo made me think that Han was 60 years older than Leia. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ted, comment, thanks for the super chat. I like how they gave The Rock from Raiders of the Lost Ark a cameo. They did. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to cruise through these questions a little faster now, so... Uh, we can let our guests go, and I know Molly's got a show to get ready for, but SFC Pruitt 101, thanks for the super chat. Molly, Alex, I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles, too. <laughs> also, uh, if you see one from Cyrus Vision or Cosmo Nurse, I have their messages. Okay. Uh, Davlin Mistrunner, uh, thanks for the super chat. Good for Ace. Saw Pedro, liked your tweet. Good show, guys. Look hey. forward to your next match. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. He uh, he retweeted it and he put um, he put esto pues. Um, he put uh, a comment about how it's a really historic thing to have two Latinos be behind the camera and in front of the camera. So yeah, that's I got awesome. retweeted. That's that's the highlight of my 2020. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, if you're gonna get retweeted, be retweeted by the Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. Uh DC Anakin 13, thanks for the super chat. Uh sorry if you've covered the Schmodown already. I'm really excited to see Andres and Alex go head to head. Uh I have a feeling it's gonna go to sudden death. Good luck to both of you. Can't wait. I'm ready for it to be over. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got another week, man. The reason I had Ace on was just to distract him. Yeah. Mm. But here I am being distracted too. So there you go. <laughs> Ted Comet, thanks for another super chat. I bet $5 Grogu pokes out the moth's eye. <laughs> Molly keeps saying that she wants Grogu to get the, the Darksaber. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he taunted him yeah. with it. And I feel like Grogu's like, ooh, that was a bad idea, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my tiny hands on that thing. <laughs> Can he even wrap his fingers around it to hold it in place? <laughs> Uh, John K, thanks for the super chat. Do you think Boba Fett's unused Clone Wars story factors into him living as a Tuscan? 
We know Cad Bane had Boba captured by the Tuscans. Maybe he formed a bond with them. Maybe eventual comic or novel. Hmm. I don't think that's a bad idea because they have absolutely been treating those unused Clone Wars arcs as canon, as if they happened because they were all written by like, or at least spearheaded by George Lucas. So that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, just want to check in with Ace and Ash real quick. You guys good? Like we're, we still got a bunch of questions and I'm going to try to rapid fire them, but I don't want to hold you up if, if you need to go. <laughs> I could probably stick around for a few more minutes. Okay. Yeah, I'll stick around for a few more. Then maybe I'll disappear. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Immortal Soldier, thanks for the super chat. Seems like Boba has some kind of code of honor. Maybe Cobb just didn't want to give the armor up to Boba. So when Mando got it, Boba saw his chance. I think that's possible. I mean, I, I could see that Boba not wanting to just outright murder the man. Mm-hmm. But he could have asked nicely. I don't know. And maybe Cobb was just like, no. I wonder if it was just like, uh, it's too long of a story to try to convince him to give it back. And he, he needs it more than I do right now. And <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Cobb was like, how'd you lose it? And he was like, never mind. And he just never left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nitro and CO2, thanks for the super chat. Moff Gideon is a Vader fanboy from his outfit to his dark trooper design. He's cloning Vader. Hmm. I mean, he does, his outfit is very Vader-esque, but I think that's just kind of adding to his his bad guy persona. I don't see him trying to clone Vader, but I did really like the the Dark Trooper design has some elements of the uh, the DT Sentry droid from Star Wars Rebels, which was also modeled after the original Dark Troopers from Legends, and I thought that was cool. And I haven't mentioned that anywhere else yet. Hmm. Uh, Dave A, thanks for the super chat and question. Is it possible there is more than one seeing stone on Tython and Mando landed on the wrong one? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't think that's what they were going for in the episode, but that is a funny idea. <laughs> it's uh, like going to the, the wrong suction tube at the bank. Do you guys remember those? <laughs> Yes, I love those. I loved them. Like my mom would go to those, and I'm like, I'm like, I want to do it. She's like, No. (laughs) Ted, comment. Thanks for another super chat. Boba has finally earned the hype. I do feel like this is. I mean, this is easily the best live action rendition of Boba Fett. (laughs) I felt like finally the people who have been like Boba Fett's overrated for so long. I was like, He did it. Yeah, finally did it. Beats uh, standing in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame you, Ash. I don't. A little <laughs> bit. Like, you know. I mean, like, he, well, he never really got to do you. anything cool in the live action stuff. It Like, all of my Boba Fett love was coming from the old legend stuff. So, sure. outside of that, I'm like, yeah, there's not a, I don't have a great argument. <laughs> uh, Droid Factory Props, thanks for the super chat. How cool was it to finally see a Gaffy stick in action? Actually, very cool. Yeah, I, he I liked looked it a like lot. he he looked like he had done that before. <laughs> Not the Cobb Vanth, though. <laughs> I like how I, he. I, I was sorry. I was. I was going to say I like how he like 
just disarmed that one guy because it's yeah. it's almost like a little grabby stick. <laughs> He's just like, nope. I I liked all the just Rodriguez framed it in a very just imposing way mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times. First when he was prepping to fight and then when he was dragging it along the ground. And I was just like, that thing's got some weight to it yeah. and it's going to hurt. Is that what they use to brush the teeth of the... <laughs> and yeah. also it's a toothbrush, yes. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to hurt. <laughs> Ted Comet, thanks for another super chat. Sorry I have to go so early, but BattleBots is on. <laughs> It's not that early, man, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I mean, if BattleBots is on, we all need to go. <laughs> Nerd Nerd Chronic, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Great episodes and discussion. Two episodes left. Ace Alex, best of luck to both of you in your match next week. Thank you so much, Nerd Chronic. I look forward to the promo that you create for us. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's mostly going to be Ace dominating in the in the tournament and i'm just like sitting here doing nothing all year like alex is like and also i'm here yeah (laughs) and peggy and peggy (laughs) Uh, kevin from connecticut thanks for the super chat uh do you think the seeing stone is connected to the world between worlds the runes around grogu looked similar to those around the portal to malachor not really i mean in a sense like, I don't know, the world between worlds just feels like the essence of the force. So I'm like, I think everything is kind of sort of connected to it, but I get like baby Yoda was Grogu. I'm still getting used to that was <laughs> contacting someone. And maybe it was through the world between worlds, but I don't think he like went there. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't think we've ever seen like a blue live action, like force thing pop up into the sky or anything like that but we we've seen like luke in the last jedi um when he contacted leia when he was on octo stuff like that but we've never seen like a visual representation of that thing so i thought it was cool i did kind of get that vibe though like when when he started doing that i was like what's about to happen like where are we going but um no. you see him floating into the sky <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No. What? i i did think for a second that he might just disappear temporarily and and then show back up at some point but yeah he did have a little like star trek beam i was like oh he's going to go <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, you look up in the enterprise is up there and everyone's like, what the heck? You've oh, gone too far now. <laughs> the Star Trek theme starts playing. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Caleb Davies, thanks for the super chat. Do you think Yoda just talks the way he does because he's trying to entertain himself after living so long? <laughs> Maybe. I, I am interested to see if uh, Grogu's first sentence will be out of order. Yes. If that's if just like if it's backwards. Yeah. yeah they can't help it. Be. Yeah. That's one of those things that it's it's like a, everyone's dying to know if that's how that species just works or if that's just Yoda being wacky. <laughs> yeah. He is wacky. <laughs> uh, SFC Brew at 101. Thanks for the super chat. This time just says Molly. I still like turtles. Good. Proud Dan- of you. <laughs> Dan-, Dan 23. <laughs> thanks for the question. Uh, is Yaddle dead in canon? I don't think we know. She had a comic, right? Was, or was she had a Legends comic. 
Yeah. She was in And in the- that she she went out like a boss. Right? If I remember. Uh, uh she died like saving a planet. Yeah. I would I would guess she's not around anymore, but I, that's just my gut feeling. It's not based on anything. I mean, obviously, Alex, you might know more than I do, but she's not on the council in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. No, just Phantom Menace. So was she like... I forget what happened to her. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> they were like, but... oh, this is... No, we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I, I mean... everyone was super creeped out by her. Maybe not put her <laughs> in the next on Yoda. We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably the truth. Uh, I don't... They, they haven't told a story about it yet in canon. So. She's the one that shows up at the end of Mandalorian season two. Yeah, I know that's... Matt Martin is dying for... Yaddle stories. Matt Martin so. loves Yaddle. So <laughs> someone at Lucasfilm is campaigning. <laughs> uh, Molly, what was Cyrus Visions uh, mm. question? It was uh, Jet Lucas is a visual effects coordinator for the Mandalorian. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I didn't fun know fact. that either. That is, is he is, is never mind. He's dead. Zedjukasa <laughs> <laughs> is the Jedi who's coming hey. to trade. Is if Mace Windu can survive Correct. that ball, Zedjukasa really can survive being shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, if that's let's, the case, all the Jedi's are bad. Ayla. Let's see if we can get uh the, the Zedjukasa Twitter going just the same way Mace Windu is. Yeah. Matt Christie, thanks for the super chat. If Cal is too obscure for the general audience, couldn't the same be said for Ezra, which means there is only one possibility, ignite the green. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Um, but I feel like more people watched the shows than played the game. I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, what the way I keep looking at it is like, they brought in freaking Cobb Vanth, which yeah. he was in three chapters. Yeah. And so like, they can do it. They could absolutely do it. And obviously Cameron Monaghan can play the character. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like because it's a Jedi, it, you know, they. I feel like they want to make it someone known, like a name that everybody will be like, oh. I think you can put him in there, but I think like him being the cliffhanger of the season mm-hmm. is like. Hmm. Yeah. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cody Haberland Hagman thanks for the super chat I love the visualization of the force with the pillar of light always been a fan of my glowy Sith in SWOTOR uh, but it's been less common in live action it is interesting that it was all blue like usually in the past that's been like a Sith thing dark side alchemy and magic and stuff but I guess it doesn't have to be I don't know it was just cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elijah also, they, uh, they, sorry, okay. I was just thinking they, they might have had to like visually have a representation as to why Mando couldn't just grab Grogu. Like he yeah. couldn't get through. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I hadn't even really thought of it from that sense. Which, yeah, they needed a visual barrier instead of just like, oh, I can't touch him for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elijah Rivera, thanks for the super chat. So how about that dad bod boba? <laughs> I was a fan. Yeah. yeah. He's still got it. 
<laughs> he's never going to lose it unless he dies in the next two episodes like Ace once. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Dragonus Prime, thanks for another super chat. Uh, if any Clone Wars era Jedi comes back, it'll be Dave Boy's Plo- Dave's boy Plo Koon. Man, he went mm-hmm. out though. Like he really went. He out. exploded. <laughs> <laughs> he exploded. Mm. Yeah. All of them are hard to come back from, but that one seems True. extra hard. Yes. <laughs> Rick Villanueva, thanks for the super chat. Enter Joris Sabayat. That's the contact. A lot of Joris talk tonight too. Mm. That's surprising. Every, everyone wants Joris. Yep. We're uh, <laughs> uh, Molly, we're at Cosmo Nurse. Uh, yeah, let me see. Um, was Moff Gideon foreshadowing when he was teasing Grogu saying you could you could poke someone's eye out with this thing? <laughs> I mean, yes, but he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm saying, like, I think he could get a hold of it. He may not know what to do with it. He or he could like use the force to like get it out of Moff Gideon's hands and give it to Din or something. Yeah. Uh more more Cal talk. Carson City, thanks for the question. How probable do you think the Jedi who finds Grogu is Cal and Seer? Unlikely. Yeah, they, their story just seems so far away. And uh, I don't know. I kind of want them to, yeah, just go off and do their own thing in the next game. And just be be missing. And that's fine with me. Okay, uh, we, we were like right at two hours. Uh, I'm I'm just going to let you guys go so okay. so so we can really rapid fire through the rest of these questions but thank no you worries. so much for hanging out and talking star wars with us of course uh let everyone know one more time where they can follow you all, all the links that they're about to say are in the description so please do follow and subscribe but ash uh yeah you can follow me at ash carlson on twitter that's where i mainly post everything i'm also on etonline.com and yeah watch i did a katie sackoff interview if you haven't watched it you should definitely watch it it's from this season okay <laughs> Ace? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Ace, and obviously follow my YouTube channel at First Cut. It is on YouTube and on social media. It's at First Cut TMO. You can follow us there. Uh, go watch our show, Sabak the Block. It's a fun Star Wars show I have with MF5. Tuesdays Great. at 6 p.m. But thank you awesome. both again so much yeah. for yeah, hanging thank out you with guys. us. <laughs> have a Bye. great rest of your night. Of course, yeah. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay they're the best yeah they're all, they're all of our guests are they're wonderful <laughs> okay where were we john cameron <laughs> more mace talk if mm. mace did come back would he still have his purple lightsaber or will it be an all new one since a lot might have changed in the time period i mean i feel like uh, one of the things of uh sam jackson coming back would be him being like no i have to have the purple saber I agree with you. Uh, I think that he wanted it so badly in the prequels that he would be like, I gotta, I gotta keep it. Like it's mm-hmm. not Mace without the purple. Yep. Ignite the purple. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Start that hashtag. <laughs> James Alder. Thanks for the super chat with good guy side people coming. Would you like a bad guy side person? 
Captain Doza, maybe. Oh, okay, like a a cameo from someone we know, but on the bad side. Well, I think Captain Doza at this point in time has already defected. So I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't expect to see him. You know, if we were to get like an Imperial cameo of a known character, I would probably go with General Mock from Dark Forces. Like <laughs> the Dark Troopers are right there. I bring mean, him, would, bring him in. Wouldn't it be cool if we got if we saw Pride? Pride would be cool. General yes. Pride, because I mean, he dropped that thing about serving since the Empire, and yeah, him or like I don't know. Kennedy, but I think Pride would be fit better, probably. I feel like they're both probably already with the First Order. I still get a sense that like Gideon is separate, and that's mm-hmm. why I, I like the and maybe maybe the Mandalorian is kind of taking over from some of the books. But I feel like the books are telling a separate story about how the First Order came to be. So that's why I'm like, I don't think this Snoke stuff is. Or, or the, the, these bodies in the tubes. I don't think that's Snoke. But yeah. it, it's very possible that they're just gonna tell a different story. Yeah, it feels like Gideon, like you said, is is doing his, his separate thing. And it's almost like he sees all these other former Empire leaders trying to take control. And he's like, you know what? Palpatine and Vader both had the Force and they had control through the empire, like he's trying to become like them. He's trying to get the force so that he can be the ultimate power. Yeah. Alec B. Thanks for the super chat. I noticed two waves of stormtroopers came out of one transport. I find it funny. Imagining one group telling another to go out first. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yep. Be like, no, we're going to stay behind it. We're going to surprise them. We're going to jump out at them a little later. <laughs> Brandon C thanks for the super chat do you think Boba might end up dying in the season and giving Mando the slave one as his own uh, yeah we've discussed that I'm hoping for more of a retirement mm-hmm. instead of I'd, I'd be bummed if they brought him back just to kill him off so quickly I mean it's it's definitely possible because of just how awesome he was in this episode and he could continue to be awesome and then if he goes out fighting that you know that could be something that he is planning on doing is going out fighting but yeah to bring him back and then to kill him off so quickly uh i don't know if if they give him a really cool death i mean like i I was doing some research for a video and it's like george lucas himself said you know if i had known that people were gonna latch on to boba fett so hard and just love him i wouldn't have killed him that way (laughs) so it's it's possible that they they brought him back just so that he could die again, but better. <laughs> <laughs> Renau, thank you for the very generous super chat. R.I.P. Razor Crest. Uh, guess no more joking how every other week it gets beaten up. By the way, enjoying every single moment of the season. That's I was so bummed. He just got it fixed. I know. It was he like brand, it. it was nearly brand spanking new and it's just nothing now. We were joking, though. It's probably riddled with tracking devices. Like, how how did Boba Fett find them? He probably put a tracking device on the ship. It's just so many people are tracking that man. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Game Hub, thanks for another super chat. The 98 Visual Dictionary had knee rockets for FET, and finally seeing them in action, it was amazing. It was a really cool nod to the old Visual Dictionaries. Cool. That, that was... Uh, that that was one that flew under my radar. I didn't even know he had any rockets, but <laughs> I, I love it. I love that people who knew that the whole time got to see that and be like, oh my God, they used the knee rockets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Mom, thanks for the super chat. Read Grogu's origin with Yoda and Yaddle. Uh, Mundy was allowed to procreate as a Jedi because his species was dying. Why couldn't Yoda and Yaddle do the same? Well, that's legends only. So I wouldn't. Uh, oh, that makes sense too. just. Yeah, he could have been tracking his own armor. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Optimike. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Kiati Mundi stuff is legends only, but. They're pulling a lot of stuff from legends in, so I, I wouldn't say it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, Darth Dave, thanks for the super chat. Uh, yeah, Boba, Django, or Canon Mando again. I argued with others. They still were using old, but they said Dave said they aren't because George said so. Only thing I disagree on with the maker, but I was right. Yeah, I'm. my video uh, for Sunday is going to be all about the Fets and their very complicated history as Mandalorians and when they were, when they were not, when they were again, and like how all that went down, why I think the changes were made every time. Uh, so keep an eye out for that on Sunday. <laughs> and our final question, we made it to the end. Thank you all so much for your super chats, for hanging out. Uh, Nate, thank you for your question. What if Ezra is actually helping Thrawn? Um, Someone kind of posed that as what if what if Ezra is the new Joris Sabayoth? And I don't want that to be Ezra's fate, but it is interesting. I won't pretend it's not interesting. Yeah, the that stuff just mystifies me to no end. Cause like we don't know how long they were gone and together, and we don't know if maybe time worked differently, so it didn't feel like a long time, but like if they were lost together, just the two of them, I have to imagine maybe they found some common ground or like, yeah, the only other option is that Ezra decided to help Thrawn. Yeah. (laughs) It's not what I want, uh, but I don't see it like as impossible. Yeah. I just, the, the person Ezra was last we saw him, I don't see him just deciding, you know what? I'm going to be one of the baddies now. Yeah. Okay. We did it. I need to go rest my voice. It's a, every, every Friday now it's like, okay, do do the review video. Uh, then we did a podcast earlier today with Imperial Senate podcast. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we did this and, and I it was talked great. so much. It was great. It was great. Thank- yeah, uh, thank you guys so so much for watching. I think we had maybe our most live I think viewers. This was our biggest stream ever tonight, which is huge. Um, and thank you to everyone in the chat. Thank you to all the super chats. We love talking about this show. <laughs> we do. Uh, it, it's 
great time every single Friday. Just it, it's very busy, but like it's energizing. It's a good, good kind of busy. So thank yeah. you all for hanging out. Uh, smash that like button before you go. Subscribe if you haven't already, because we talk about the Mandalorian a lot while it's on, and we cover mm-hmm. every other piece of Star Wars content that comes out. Uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna wrap it up for today. Thanks again, yeah. and may the force be with you. <laughs>